You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everybody. It's me, Ari, and no, your ears do not deceive you. I'm coming at you on a Saturday instead of the usual Monday. Thanks for sticking sticking in with me. That's not a saying. Thanks for sticking in me, is what I said to my gynecologist at my appointment on Wednesday. I really, honestly, I swear to God, I don't know what it is about my need to tell doctors too much information like I think with most people they go to the doctor and they kind of downplay things or they're just you know like oh anything going on they're like oh I'm good I go to the doctor and I just start talking I start just yapping it's like I think it's a a therapy appointment it's like wrong doctor you know wrong doctor for that and um I knew I had this pap smear scheduled and uh, my gyno is really lovely but I actually she's 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 really lovely I I really like her as a doctor and ultimately she just wants me to be healthy she doesn't really she doesn't really care about this my sexual going going ons other than if I'm healthy and I I just was so in my head I'm like oh she's gonna I haven't seen her since before the pandemic and I've had absolutely nothing to report sexually since then and oh I'm gonna have to tell her it's been a long dry pandemic and you know she I'm in the room just it that by the way if you uh have ever been to a gynecologist the worst part of it I do not think is the exam I don't mind the exam like it's not fun but I've had worse things happen in my life like the exam is fine and but the but when you're waiting after the nurse has come and and done your vitals and then says, okay, go ahead and you can change into your little flimsy thingy, thingamabobby. Then you go, you take off literally all of your clothes, except I keep my socks on, okay? So completely naked, except for my socks. And then you have your little hospital gown thing in the front that's like basically open and your your boobs are just like out, essentially. And then they give you a little, they give you a napkin to put over your over your vagina. They give you a napkin. And so you're just sitting there with your napkin, your vagina napkin, and your boobs hanging out, just sitting there, just waiting, just looking around the room, reading the literature on the walls, feeling like so, so exposed. I always think this would be a really bad moment for an earthquake. You know that big one that everyone says is coming in California? It would be my life for it to happen right now with my little napkin on my vagina. So you wait there for like an hour just completely naked and or or what feels like an hour i'm i'm being dramatic for comedic effect and then the do- the doctor comes in and you know she's like hi good to see you you know how's it going anything you know anything i don't know what she said anything to report something along those lines and i just immediately start talking you know i'm like no no I, nothing absolutely nothing since i last saw you you know the pandemic happened you know i i broke up with my boyfriend like a couple months you know before the pandemic even happened and then you know i wasn't going i was not that interested in dating during the pandemic and so you know i've had like no sexual partners so you know we're good um i mean you know obviously i have my pap cuz you know you, you have to get a pap e- even if you even if you're not sexually active like obviously i know that but um it, no um in terms of like having sex with people no I haven't had sex with people in um like over two years so uh but you know what I mean he just around the corner you know what I mean I mean I'm I am uh, I am I 
I was talking to someone actually recently. Um, but but you know he's kind of giving me like sort of like cold vibes all of a sudden, and we haven't even met up in real life yet. So probably not going to rush that one. And, and and quite frankly, I actually feel really good not being sexually active. Like I feel very peaceful. I actually don't even really have much of a sex drive at all. Like and I'm not sure if that's like a hormonal issue. If like maybe I'm just entering an asexual phase of my life, or if, like maybe I have cancer. I don't know. Um, but anyway, how are you? How's it going? How's your life? And she's just like, all right, let's take a (laughs) look-see. Just proceeds to do the exam and it's all good. And honestly, like sometimes I, and this is because I have a, I definitely have like a praise kink in a platonic way, probably a sexual way too. Like I like validation. I like being told that I'm doing a good job. I like being told, I like being praised. I like being like rewarded for things and that's that probably came because my parents uh were almost like too free-flowing with the praise and validation everything I did was amazing so now it's like in the in the world I want people to be like wow that was great wow good job oh that's amazing and whatever I'm aware of that at least I'm self-aware of that but so you know she does her exam and I'm I I don't know what I'm expecting I'm I'm almost expecting her to be like amazing vagina (laughs) or something which, by the way, if she did, would be weird and uh, maybe like uh, illegal. I don't know. But she just goes like, oh, everything seems good. Everything feels normal. You know, we'll get your test results back. And I walk away like you could have given me like, I don't know, a couple adjectives like looks pretty, you know, um, things look beautiful. <sighs> anyway, so that's my um, that was my kind of embarrassment of the week really not so bad in terms of the embarrassing things I have done in my lifetime especially back when I was drinking and both the the blessing and the curse is that I'm sure there are so many things that I did that I don't really that I don't remember doing and would be mortified to know and that there's an anxiety inherent in that that I actually feel like I have like some like unresolved trauma where I kind of always have this like fear that I will have done something that I don't remember. Like I wake up in the morning and I like check my phone. I go through my texts. I go through my emails. Like I just have this sort of like leftover fear from doing that behavior for years that I'm going to have done something. And I'm like, what did I do? Um, because I did do a lot of things that I don't remember. And the ones that I do remember they get to live with me in the shame part of my brain. Woo! But I do think that we we can be very connected through our shitty, embarrassing things that we have done because we all get embarrassed. We all have had our moments of cringe, especially if you are now in the sober space and you look back at things you did during your active addiction and you're like, oh my God. And sharing those things, I think, is helpful. I mean, listen, we have to laugh at it. Like we have to, we have to find humor and shit. Like that is how we survive. And obviously, if you have been around for a minute, you know that humor is a big way that I cope. And I think that you can look at things and you can look at things that are very heavy and serious and you can still find moments of levity in it and you you just have to I think you have to be able to laugh at dark shit and so I went on Instagram and I asked you guys to send me your most mortifying drunk stories and like 90 
7% of you sent me vomiting stories, which I understand because that's like a very frequent thing that people do when they drink. And now I will say, do do you guys not know me better by now to know that one of my number one phobias is vomiting and I am literally, I have emetophobia. So please... The vomit stories were too much. I mean, I, I brought it upon myself, so I get it. Um, I'm not going to read any of those because though I have gotten better, I think of all the other people out there who may be like me and hearing stories about that make you feel nauseous. And I'm not I'm not trying to trigger the same anxieties that I have. So again, all the people that sent me vomit stories, I appreciate you. I feel you. I, don't, I can't relate to you because I only ever vomited one time from drinking and that was horrible. So, you know, good for you for powering through and I'm going to read other ones. Um, yeah, isn't that kind of crazy though that I only ever threw up one time and I used it for such a long time to justify that I was like not actually an alcoholic or I didn't actually drink too much because I didn't throw up. But I just for whatever reason just knocked on wood um i'm not prone to it it doesn't seem to be my body's first instinct so okay i gotta stop talking about it because i'm getting a little nauseous okay so these are all pretty short but first up and i'm keeping all of these anonymous but first up i peed in the middle of a busy street in midtown manhattan people were all around this is a really frequent thing that people talk about peeing and that is something that i unless Unless I have some horrible blackout or some repressed memory that I don't, you know, I can't access. I never, like, peed myself or peed anywhere publicly from drinking. Um, I can remember one time I, it was my boyfriend at the time. This was maybe like 20, I don't know, 2016. This is definitely before I thought I had a drinking problem. And I, I was more so drinking... Uh, problematically in social situations like so I would get way too drunk if we went out but I wasn't drinking alone and I wasn't drinking every day at the time but I remember we went out to some bar I think we did karaoke we did karaoke a lot because he was a singer and (laughs) I just remember like we went to his house and I was gonna drive home thank god I didn't and (laughs) I like Went to my car. We had like said goodnight. I went to my car. I peed like in the bushes and then came back and went and knocked on his door and was like, I should spend the night here. So that's the only pee story I really have that I can remember. But a lot of you guys have pee stories because here's another one. Once after a wedding, I went back to my friend's parents' house and I ended up peeing my pants in the hallway. Yeah, that's not that's not great to explain to those um, those parents. I love this one because I really, I I wish there was more context for it. Um, It says, I kicked over a toilet by the road and it shattered into a million pieces. Then I fell on my face. Like, first of all, what flimsy ass toilet shatters into a million pieces? Like, what was this toilet made out of? I just, or or are you just incredibly strong? I I mean, listen, I don't want to like, you know, drunken behavior it's not great but what if when you get drunk you turn into the hulk and you kind of like tap into some radioactive um is hulk radioactive what's hulk's deal Uh, he gets mad and he becomes big and green was he like a failed science experiment i don't know i'm not very well versed in the 
the superhero lore. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm very curious on whether you have a really strong foot or the toilet was just like a piece of shit that was just like made of. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not in construction. I don't know what things are made of. Moving on. This one I love too because this is something I would do. This probably, I've probably done something like this. Uh, sober and drunk. I attempted to do the worm. I don't know why. And I woke up with a bruise on my chin. The mysterious bruise after drinking is so scary and it you know sometimes you have people that can piece it together for you and you're like oh well you fell over or whatever when you don't have people who can piece it together and you're just like what the hell I would get these crazy bruises from just being at home and I can only assume that I was like tripping or falling on the ground and um yeah it's really terrifying because you go what the fuck did I do This one, okay, this one I shared on my Instagram stories because it's so dark. <laughs> I, I love that I'm like, I'm not going to share any vomiting stories because they're disgusting to me, but this one I'm totally fine to share. <clears throat> New Year's Eve, I was alone in the back seat with a bottle of vodka and I woke up with my face in a dirty litter box. Oh <laughs> my God, that's like, I am so sorry. And I am so glad that you did not get like a flesh eating parasite or what's that thing? Don't they say that like um, there's like brain rotting toxins in cat shit or something? I don't know. Is that just like some dog propaganda? Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's absolutely horrific. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And um, by the way, speaking of litter boxes, I. I really was not expecting there to be two litter box stories because here's another one. It's literally one sentence and sometimes all you need to uh, portray a story is one sentence. I mistook my cat's litter box for a fucking toilet. (laughs) Your cat must have been like this dumb drunk (laughs) bitch. This is my toilet. Like, I have so many questions. Like, did you take a shit in your cat's litter box? Because that is like, how did you mistake that for a toilet? I just, I just, oh man, you guys, reading these made me feel so much better about all of the things I did drunk, which was not the point, but um, a happy, a happy accident. Oh, I love this one. Because it's it's giving it's giving too fast, too furious. Grand Theft Auto. I stole someone's truck on my twenty first birthday and have zero memory of it happening. Uh, honestly, very scary for you and everybody involved, just from a safety standpoint and like a legal standpoint. And um, I hope you are you everyone was good and that you weren't uh, messaging me that from jail from a jail cell, um, because that sounds like that could have a, like pretty bad um, consequences. So. Um, but like I said, too fast, too furious. (laughs) Tokyo Drift, you know what I mean? Okay, here's an amazing one. I love this one. I got naked at a board game party. My friends couldn't find my clothes, so they wrapped me in a twister board and brought me home. They were drunk too. Uh, By the way, I, I kind of feel like you should lean into this and... Either if you're like crafty yourself, like I'm not crafty, so I'd have to outsource this. You should have someone 
actually turn like a twister board into a dress and it can just be like your homage to your horrible drunk moment and you can just like have it in the closet and just like think about it and be like yep remember when I got naked and my friends wrapped me up in the twister board and and by the way this is something that I feel like I would have done because I love to get naked in general like I feel like I would actually really thrive in a um a nudist colony um I have always been very comfortable being naked like almost like too comfortable like growing up in my household I would just like walk through the living room totally naked we have like you know a, we had a big big window and we lived in a little a court a cul-de-sac so it's like people are around and my mom would be like you know like put some clothes on or like pull the drapes down and I was always like yeah who cares I don't care and for me it was not like a sexual thing it's just like I find clothes restrictive sometimes and I just I enjoy being naked so and I also would get naked um when I would when I would get drunk um I shudder to think of the people that have uh, naked photos of me but um you know <laughs> that's for another that's for a, a deep dive with my therapist not to you guys <laughs> and this last one oh I love this one because this is also something I would totally do I showed everyone my tits on a building of my old middle school then fell off <laughs> like there are so many amazing elements to that just showing everyone your tits you guys are sitting on top of your middle old middle school I, I, that's how I imagine it. You say old middle, middle school building. So I'm imagining you guys are just like, you know, sitting on top of it. Obviously, you're like not supposed to be there. I'm imagining it's like nighttime. You guys are all like fucked up sitting on the top of your old middle school building. You just show everyone your tits because why wouldn't you? And then you fall off of the building. Like it, it, it's kind of a perfect, perfect beats. You had three beats, comedic beats, you know. You guys are on the on the grounds of your old middle school. You say, look at my tits. You fall off. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, I love it. And I really, I hope that you were not concussed too badly. And that everyone, you know, made it home safely. That's how I feel about all of these drunken stories. Is like, you know, we can live to tell the tale. We can laugh at it. We have to laugh through the pain. We have to laugh away the shame. And um, and then we just know that we uh, aren't going to do these things again. And we're going to have other moments of shame and embarrassment. But we're going to do them with sober minds. At least I am. That's that's what I can say. I'm still going to do embarrassing shit. I'm still going to do things that make me cringe and I have anxiety about and I stay up at night thinking about. But I get to remember doing every glorious moment of it. Unless I just work to repress it just with the old uh, sheer willpower. Anyway, you know what time it is. It's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of sobriety. Okay, so I don't know if this is cheating because this is something that has not happened yet. So this is a, an, a I know, one day at a time. Okay. I get it. But when this comes out, when you have this in your little earbuds and you're listening, I'm going to be with my hairstylist who is so rad. I freaking love her. Her name's Jess. She's amazing. And we're going to be doing something fun and different with my hair because I feel like I have sort of entered the stage of my life, aka my 30s, where I'm just going to go like, fuck it. I want to do something cool with my hair. Like I did the kind of fun sort of blondish highlights 
Um, and now I'm thinking of we're going to do something maybe reddish. I don't know. I kind of go to her. She's a genius. I go to her and I go, this is kind of what I'm thinking. What do you think? Let's do something. And I, that's just like, it's so fun for me. I don't have like a strong connection to my hair. So it's it's easy for me to be like, let's try something. Let's do something. If I don't like it, we could dye it a different color. We could chop it off. It'll grow back. Like I just don't have like, um, for me, there's not a lot of stakes to my hair because I just see it as temporary anyway. Um, but I'm excited. So yeah, um, keep an eye out. Be looking for what I did to my hair. Again, this is, I'm speaking into the future, but currently having it happen probably as you're listening. So, um, yeah, that's my definitely my pink cloud of the week. I mean, maybe it'll be pink hair. Who knows? Maybe my pink cloud will be literally pink hair. We're going to see. And with that, thank you guys so much for tuning in back to regularly scheduled back to regularly scheduled programming with Monday episodes this Monday. So you get a special one today. Saturday came late, but it came. And then, uh, yeah, back to Monday episodes. And as always, I love you. Be, be, be nice to, oh, wow. I was straight up about to steal the fucking Ellen DeGeneres slogan because I think she would always be like, be kind to each other, be kind to yourself, you know, and the joke is like that she wasn't even being kind to her own employees, but, you know, I was literally about to steal Ellen's slogan and say, be kind to each other, be kind to yourself. You know what? Do whatever you want. Aim to be on the nicer side, but maybe not everyone is owed your niceness. So you know what? What I leave you with is that I love you. I hope you love me because I need that love back. This is a reciprocal situation. And go out there and figure it out. (laughs) Is that better? Is that more inspirational? All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.